Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Jeremy Goodwin. A game in the National Hockey League doesn't officially begin until the puck is dropped at center ice. But in St. Louis, we don't really feel ready to start until we hear from Charles Glenn. And join Blues anthemist Charles Glenn in the singing of our national anthem. Can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we gave at the twilight's last gleaming? For the last 19 seasons, Glenn has sung the national anthem for the St. Louis Blues. Earlier this season, he announced this will be his last one, and at the time, he said he hoped he'd still be singing in June rather than ending in April. Well, Charles Glenn and millions of Blues fans got their wish. He's indeed singing in June. He'll be there tonight when the Blues host Game 4 of the St. Louis Final at Enterprise Center. Charles sat down with producer Alex Hoyer. This is a journey that we've never been. We have never seen this. Well, as far as I can remember. They did in 1970, but I don't remember going through this journey so close with the team. This is wonderful. Uh, plus the unknown. Are we going to win the cup? You know, the unknown is it's intriguing, to say the least. So I'm having a good time with it. What's it like to sing the anthem at Enterprise Center? It's great. It's great. You have the energy of the crowd. You have the, the intensity of the players right on the same ice with you. And um, with all that combined, it goes into your heart and you put it out into your voice. So it's great. Does that make sense? How do you sing with heart? That's called passion, man. That's called passion. It's called soul. You know, you have other anthem singers from around the country to sing the national anthem for their hockey team, and they do it their certain way. Todd from Boston, I think his name is Todd, he's uh, very operatic and very good. But we're the St. Louis Blues. I'm not going to sing Puccini <laughs> singing the anthem. We're the St. Louis Blues. And I'm not going to disrespect the song by any means, but we're the St. Louis Blues. So in a way, your style honors the city. Yes, it does. Yes, the city and the team. I was talking to fans at Enterprise Center about it being your last season as the blues anthem singer, and I was asking them to describe your singing. And some of the common things that they said, powerful, inspirational and that you have your own take on it. What is your take on it? My take on it is, like I said before, from the heart. I sing the—see, I have a different reason for singing the anthem now that I have a chance to sing the anthem publicly. Um, I'm singing for all my relatives who fought— in the world wars, the civil wars, civil rights, um, all that combined is put into my lap and I get to sing with that passion from what they went through through my voice. Does that make sense? 
It does. And are you thinking about something in particular or thinking about someone when you are singing the song? Or is it as simple as, I want to make sure I get all the words right? I'm not worried about the words. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not worried. I shouldn't say that. It's a it's a tough song to sing. It's a tough song to sing. I'm not worried about the words so much as I am about making sure every note counts. Every note counts. When every note counts, you're okay. Because you've heard other anthem singers that they start too high, not thinking. And if they start too high, you're at a point of no return. So when you get to free, it could be a disaster. It's a, it's a wide range song. So you have to concentrate on the notes, your key that you're doing it in. And then I think about the city, just what the city's going through, what it has gone through, um, and how the city's growing, how the city is changing right before our eyes. And with this Stanley Cup, I think it's going to help change it even more. Have you noticed all sorts of people are wearing blue sweaters now? People who I've never seen wear blues gear I've seen wearing. Right. People who you would never expect to wear blues gear are wearing blues gear because the city's uniting. Sports has an interesting way of, of uniting a city. Uniting, uniting and healing. Do you up your game, your singing game for the playoffs? Not too much. I try not to do anything too different because I don't want to clutter what got me there. Um, yeah, I'll sing with a little more passion, but I won't change the notes. I won't change the flair or anything like that. I, I could be mistaken, but it sounded like in a recent uh, home playoff game against the Sharks that, that you really put more energy behind Land of the Free mm -hmm. uh, and, and that you extended that out more than you might do in a regular season game. Am, am I wrong with that? Well, a little bit, because mm -hmm. I extend free. I extend it for a while, mm -hmm. uh, but the Sharks game, my daughter told me it was 11 seconds. I'm not trying to break a record, but it's just something I feel. Um, but I try to extend free. I try to extend it long because free and freedom is an important word when you're singing the anthem. Free and freedom is an important word when you're dealing with where we live, how we live. We can't forget that we're free. We can't forget that we have freedom. And I won't get political, but we can't forget that we are free. And I don't want anybody to take that away from us. So that's why I extend free. You've talked about what the song means to you. You talked about uh, some of your family who have uh, served in the military. Other than that purpose of the anthem, as the blues anthem singer, do you view your purpose uh, to inspire the team, to inspire fans as well? To inspire both. I want the people to be proud of who their anthem singer is. So when they go to Chicago, when they go to Boston, and a lot of us went to Boston, uh, this past week, they say, well, we have an anthem singer, too. When they go to San Jose, well, we have an anthem singer as well, and we're proud of them. And I want that, I'd like that to be 
the case. What is your routine like? Well, I'll get to the arena at 6.30. No, I'm sorry, 5.30. 5.30. And then I'll get some tea. And and is this for a 7 o'clock game? Yes, mm-hmm. 5.30. I'll get some tea. I'll calm down. I'll, um, I'll pace. I'll pace and I'll breathe. I'll do breathing exercises. And then I'll do vocalization. Where they keep the spare nets, that's where I go into this cubby hole, which is across the the walkway of the Zamboni machines. And then I will do my vocal exercises for about 15 or 20 minutes. And then I'll say a prayer. And then when the lights are going on and they're doing the intros and everything and showing the videos and things like that, and everybody's getting crazy, I'll say another prayer. I'll shut off the mechanism, like as they said in uh, Love For the Love of the Game, the movie For the Love of the Game, when Kevin Costner's on the mound and everybody's cheering, he's like, shut off the mechanism, and all you hear is silence. I shut off the mechanism because I don't want to get nervous. And then when it's time to sing, it's time to sing. You talking about getting nervous, I think people would say, oh, you've been doing this for 19 years. You're a professional singer. You have your own group. Uh, does Charles Gunn really get nervous? If you don't get nervous, you're not doing your job. It shows you care about it. Yes. And if you don't get nervous, if you get overconfident, that's when you mess up. So you have to have a slight bit of nerves. As Muhammad Ali said, every time he walked in the ring to fight somebody, he was scared. He was a little nervous. It's the same thing. I'm talking with Charles Glenn. He's the national anthem singer for the St. Louis Blues. Why is this your last season? It's time. It's time. I've been doing this for 19 years plus... um, Seven years ago, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And seven years ago, six years ago, I was like, okay, I can deal with this. And I still can. But now I have to focus more on the disease. I have to focus more on my health. I have to focus more on pacing myself. And the first thing that I have to do is give somebody else a chance to sing the blues national anthem. I've done my time. It's been wonderful, but I have to concentrate on other things. Like a friend of mine, Joe Mancuso, he's a jazz singer in town. We put together this program called Voices for the Cure. And what we do, we get two or three singers that have never been discovered, put a hot band behind them, play at the Sheldon, and invite people to come out and the proceeds go to MS. Well, I want to expand that now. And when I, you know, now that I'm leaving the game, this gives me more time to expand this company, Voices for the Cure. Uh, The Sheldon, of course, right uh, in our backyard here at at St. Louis Public Radio. Uh, How would you hope to expand it from what it is currently? Well, number one, I want to sell it out this year. When is it? I want to sell it out this year. I don't. We don't have a date yet. I'll let you know because we're going to find out in a couple of weeks, actually. Okay. Um, but I want to sell it out. I want to sell it out. And so if we sell it out, then we can move it to Kansas City and have Voices for the Cure in Kansas City. 
maybe voices of the cure in Chicago, where the same process happens. Because there's, there's singers and artists in every major town that wish they had a chance to show off their craft. This is a perfect way to do it. Treat them like stars. If I may ask, how does the multiple sclerosis affect your ability or your health in such a way for singing? Well, a lot of people, you know, they look at you if you have multiple sclerosis at the early stages and they say you're not sick. You're not sick, you're walking. You know, usually you'll see me with a cane. And it's not because I'm crippled or anything. It's because of balance. In my case, the lesions are in my head where it affects my balance, my memory. Um, balance and memory mainly. And uh, some aches and pains along the seams of the leg. So we have medicine for that to slow the process down considerably. So uh, that's how it affects me. And I previously read that you think that you could continue to sing the anthem for maybe four or five more years, but, but that you wanted to be respectful both of, of yourself and of, and of the blues. Can you explain that a little bit? Absolutely. Um, other people need to have a chance to sing the anthem if they wish to, but you've got to be good enough. That's why we have an audition every year at Powell Hall, the St. Louis Symphony and the Blues combine energies together to have an audition to sing one game. Now we're going to have an audition to sing more than one. So it's a chance for them to, it's a chance for other people to have a chance to sing the anthem. I want to give them that chance. As the blues anthem singer, I'm sure that you're uh, very recognizable to blues fans. And as you're out and about in the community, uh, do do people stop you and you're like, Charles, Charles? Are you kidding? <laughs> well, I think I, I would if I the, saw you. <laughs> I go to the grocery store. I get selfie, selfie, selfie. I go to the clothing store. Chuck, can I get a You know, I even go to the barbershop. You know, get my eyebrows trimmed, you know, because I have no hair. You, you know, and the barber will say, yeah, man, uh, let me get a selfie with you, man. Come on, let me get a selfie. Okay, fine, you know. Everywhere, everywhere, except for church, because church is sort of like a family, so we don't need a selfie. We see you every Sunday. So, Well, and I've heard you're, you're pretty gracious with, with your time and, and, and with requests like that. I try to be. Sometimes it gets overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it, it, it it's a little bit a little bit much. The case in point when you have MS, in my case, crowds kind of get to me, and I get a little, a little anxious. Crowds get you know a lot of people crowd, and you know you would say, well, you sing in front of eighteen thousand people every time you sing. They're in their seats. I'm on the ice. They're kind of separated, but when they're close and they want a selfie, you know, can I get a selfie, can I get a selfie, and they're lined up to do it, it gets a little much. It gets a little much, but I try to be gracious, yeah. After you're done singing the anthem, do you watch all the games? Unless my band is working that night. If my band's working that night, no. But if my band is not working, 
I'm right there. Where do you sit? I can't say that. Okay. It's my hideout. Is it? Is it? In a certain section, or or is it kind of away from from where it's most a, people? It's away from it's away from the game. Okay, it's in the building, mm-hmm. but it's away from the game. Okay, an undisclosed location uh, where Charles Glenn watches. It's the blues back, hockey games. It's the Blues Cave. So, <laughs> <laughs> over the course of your nineteen years, are there any particular uh, games or stories or interactions that that stand out to you? The the kind of thing that that you'll remember forever. There's so many. There there is so so many. Um, when Chris Stewart was here, when Chris Stewart was playing for the Blues, he stopped me and he says, you know, my dogs play with your dog over at Happy Tales. It's it's a doggy care, daycare place on uh, Lindbergh. He goes, they play every day and they just bump heads, they love each other. And that touched me, you know. Um, I was at a restaurant and um, Darren Pang came up to me. Darren Pang, not only did he come up to me, he introduced me to every person in his family that was there. Darren Pang is one of the broadcasters. Yes, he mm-hmm. is. And an ex-NHL goalie. Goalie. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, Alexander Steen introduced me to his family, came up to me, you know, and th- that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, the one vivid memory I have when we were playing the San Jose Sharks and we clinched, um, I got out of my hide, hiding space for the last 10 minutes and I went up to a certain section where the handicap section was and I had my grandson with me. And um, before we went to the game, he says, Papa, I don't want to wear a blue sweater. I want to wear a vest and a tie and some slacks and some dress shoes, just like you. Mm-hmm. And um, he did. So we went up to this handicap section. He had his towel. He had a little cane. And he was just waving it and waving it. And we clinched. Mm-hmm. And that's a memory I'll always remember because, like, for him, this is a circus. He really doesn't know about the history of us trying to get to the finals. He's six years old. And he turned to me and says, Papa, this is crazy. This is crazy, man. This is crazy. And he had such a good time, but I'll always remember that. Well, Charles Glenn, I hope that you have uh, more memories, and I'm sure that uh, you want that to be a Stanley Cup victory. Of course. Because I want to ring. I want a ring. I want this city to have a cup. And that would be great memory in itself. Who say does that star-spangled
That's St. Louis Blues anthem singer Charles Glenn talking with producer Alex Hoyer. Glenn is stepping down at the end of the season after 19 years of singing the national anthem for the team. He will take the ice tonight at Enterprise Center for Game 4 of the Stanley Cup Final. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.